0: hey what up people welcome back to the dugouts podcast you're here with your host ryan leaf hey guys welcome back thank you so much for all the five star ratings that i've received on apple podcast thank you for all the follows on spotify guys keep on giving me five star ratings i really appreciate it if you haven't clicked follow on spotify or subscribe on apple podcast please do so right now and please just take notes that this is the best football podcast in the country thank you so much guys appreciate you have the best week Welcome to the Dugout Podcast with your host, Ryan Leaf.
1: This place is a family. There are a lot of Evertonians that are working in this club. Our supporters are so passionate, so close to the team, to the players. No, it's a family. When you look through your career, it. Every club is football royalty Real Madrid, Juventus, AC Milan, Chelsea. So, why Everton? What did you see here? For me, for sure, it was a great opportunity because a great club with great tradition, a club that has big ambition. So, there is a project, there is a plan. Do do you plan years ahead, and what have the owners told you? The plan is uh, quite clear because, first of all, this club is going to build a new stadium, this is really important. The owner has a big ambition to be competitive in the Premier League and in Europe. The base of the squad, in my opinion, is really good. Like uh, olgate calvert Richard Lisson, Pickford, uh, Michael Keane. It's not the right idea to say we, we have to, to, to bring here a superstar. We have to bring here good players that can be superstar in the future and to grow with the team and to grow with the club. You're quite well known for not losing your temper very much, for keeping calm. Do you ever lose your temper? Does it happen very often? Here? No, here never. But I lost sometimes temper. The first time I was angry at Chelsea, I was not able to shout in English. So (laughs) I said to the player, wait, now I'm going to shout in Italian. (laughs) But you have to know that I'm really (laughs) upset. What drives you on now then? Is it pride? Is it ambition? Is it a a willingness to build something for the future? Well, I think at the end, our work is to put a team that has a clear idea, no clear identity, on the pitch. The players that are going on the pitch, they have to know what they do, and they give the happiness to the supporter. This is the ambition. I think uh, I see Everton at the top of the table, fighting for, for some title competitive in Europe in a new stadium with uh, all the crowd that uh, sing my song <laughs> this is the the dream no?
0: what up people welcome back to the dugout podcast you're here with your boy ryan leaf happy monday to you all i hope everybody's good you guys just heard carlo angelotti talking about why he chose to become the manager of everton hey guys welcome back to the dugout podcast it's been a minute guys i know i've missed you guys i haven't done this for a minute (sighs) i've actually bought these bluetooth headphones and i'm pretty excited because the reason why I haven't made content is because I've been trying to figure out how I can go live with the podcast and how I can basically have callers on and just basically have discussions about the Premier League live. People can call in, have a chat to me, and I figured out how to do it. So if you go to Podbean, it's a, it's a website and it's an application, so you can get it onto your Android or iPhone. Um, what I'm going to do from next week, Monday, I'm still deciding on a name, by the way how you guys feel about monday night football sound lit how you guys feel hit me up on twitter at rw Leaf Green and hit me up at the dugout podcast on instagram yeah so that's what i was thinking and i bought those headphones so i can basically just record my content with uh, my laptop and i can have calls on and i can basically hear you guys and respond to you since they have built-in microphones i can respond to you at the same time So, those are my plans, and I'm still kind of figuring it out, but I'll get there, I'll get there. Hopefully, by next week, Monday, I can have the first debut of Monday Night Football. Anyway, guys, welcome back. I hope everybody's been good. I hope you all have had the best Monday. I hope it's all been great for you, you know, it's been a... It's been quite a wild couple of days for me. I actually was... I went out on the weekend, but it was pretty crazy. Anyway, guys, back to Carlo Ancelotti. So... What I wanted to talk about was basically how Carlo Ancelotti has rejuvenated the Everton team. You know, he's been there for about a month and a bit now, and, you know, there was a sense of apprehension among Everton's squad when Carlo Ancelotti first met his players at their Finch Farm training base. You know, Ancelotti is a member of football's royalty, if I'm putting it lavishly. I mean, he had only just been appointed by Farhad Mashiri, and... When he was appointed, he familiarized himself with his new surroundings, he surveyed the group and there was some nervousness when he finally wanted to speak to the entire group. You know, he gathered all the players around and he spoke about standards, uh, the style of play he wanted to introduce and how he had faith in the current crop of players. Then he introduced an unforeseen topic, the Christmas party. So with three games over the festive period, Angelotti had some house rules. He basically said that if you're having a drink at Christmas, make sure you think about the manager. And he said that you better make sure you invite him and that the red wine is good. Now, just judging by that statement, I mean, it's quite the icebreaker. It's quite the icebreaker that almost provided a sense of calm, a sense of of confidence from the manager. You know, what an icebreaker. What a way to actually... I mean, just meet your players. What a way to introduce yourself. You know, that's a perfect punchline. And it kind of put a group who had been inconsistent and lacking confidence at ease to begin the rebooting of Everton Football Club. You know, Everton, under the ownership of Farhad Mashiri have gone from one failed project to another, with the weight of expectations suffocating a raft of expensive signings. And a great deal now hinges on the, on the signing of Ancelotti. And it I mean, it's actually hectic because I can only imagine the pressure that Ancelotti is currently under right now as the Everton manager, but he's dealing with it pretty well. You know, after the sacking of Marco Silva, I mean, Moshiri whittled down a shortlist that included David Moyes and Eddie Howe. And he kind, of, he kind of shortened it down to two people, Ralph Ragnick and Ancelotti. And he basically chose the Italian because he knows that that Carlo Agilotti has experienced in the Premier League, you know, with Chelsea. And he has experience with some of the biggest clubs in the world. Real Madrid, AC Milan, Bayern Munich, PSG. So, Carlo Agilotti has been around the block. He's been around at some of the best football clubs in the world. And that's why we call him football royalty, ultimately. You know? So... I mean, the glee with which his appointment was received by fans has been mirrored around the club and the Christmas drink story just kind of illustrates how quickly he's won over affections. You know, there were actually a couple of players that spoke very highly of Ancelotti. So the game before Watford, they actually had a dinner in Manchester just to foster some team spirits. And Theo Walcott mentioned how it's nice to get to know people outside of football. You know, I, I highly agree with him. I mean, you see these people every single day. You see them all the time. And it's nice to have a personal bond with these people so that you ultimately are... It just, it just fosters a better team spirit and a better team bond around the entire place. You know... When they were in Manchester that evening for that little meal, Ancelotti said, he's like, you guys can stay out, but when you come in on Thursday, it's time to work. That shows me that that even though he's willing to have some fun, he may be laid back, he's relaxed. He's laying down a marker by saying, hey, I'm the boss here. you listen to me? Like, yeah, sure, have fun. Have fun, but be responsible about it because on Thursday we work. Nobody will take liberty with Carlo Ancelotti. Nobody. I mean, the fact that he reports to Finch Farm at 8 a.m. for training sessions. I mean, he's even found a home near Crosby in in Liverpool, which indicates his commitment to Everton. I mean, he's not living in a hotel or renting somewhere. He's actually found a home. You know, what he also does well is he keeps the squad on their toes by mixing up the starting time of their afternoon sessions, either beginning at 1 p.m. or at 3 p.m., and also the pace at which they're conducted You know, Marco Silva was very, like, forensic in his approach. Players were out on the pitches for a long time, but those who weren't involved were forbidden from watching with, like, giant curtains, like, covering the pitch for privacy. That sucks. Ancelotti, on the other hand, with his rich CV, doesn't feel the need for secrecy. His son, Davide, is also heavily involved in training, and Ancelotti will just sit there and observe, always in a baseball cap, and anything that he doesn't like... He's got a giant whistle on his chest. He just blows the whistle, stops training, tells the guys, hey, I don't like this, stop this, and basically imparts some knowledge to try and correct the decision-making of certain players of what he didn't like. It may be early days, and it may be a little bit wild to be making these sorts of conjectures and wild predictions, but there has been a transformation at Everton. There has been. There has been. There's been a a bigger show of commitment, there's been an energy around them, there's been a willingness to put their bodies on the line, they are scoring more goals, defensively they'll even look better. So Everton are looking much better as a cohesive unit right now. And they're actually pushing for a Champions League place, they are now 7th in the Premier League table. I mean, there were no signings in January and the feelings that Ancelotti is watching and deciding who will be with him for the long run... I'm pretty sure there will be sweeping changes in the summer and the expectations that there will be more Italians involved within the first team after the summer is currently concluded. You know, I think there are certain players in that team that will take great inspiration from Carlo Ancelotti, players like Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I mean Dominic Calvert-Lewin's looking up at this manager at Ancelotti and he's saying to himself this man's coached Ronaldo this man's coached Benzema you know I'm sure he's he's saying to himself I could learn something here I could really become something if I listen to this manager he's managed some of the best in the world surely he can transform me and it shows on the pitch by by Dominic Calvert-Lewin's performances I mean he can't stop scoring the boy You know, certain players will take loads of confidence from the appointments of Carlo Ancelotti. You know, they say he's almost like a father figure. You know, he puts his arm around you. He's very loving. He's very, he's got a good sense of humor. Uh, He's very jokey and and he's just a happy presence to have around the football club. You know, likes a good wine, likes a good cigar every now and again. So he's someone the players can ultimately respect. And feel loved by. And I don't know which players wouldn't like that in 2020. I think that is the great... It's a great way to manage Premier League players these days. I think Ancelotti be is a very... Is a very impressive appointment by Everton, if I'm being honest. I think it's a very ambitious move by Farhad Mashiri And it's, it's a statement of intent. They're kind of saying, listen, this is where we want to be. And this is the man to take us there. In all honesty it does look like Everton are making the correct moves to get themselves where they want to be. They've got a lot of money right now. They've got some decent investment going on. They're building a new stadium. They've got a great manager in Carlo Ancelotti. And hey, why not Why not have a crack at like a European place? I mean, it'll do them no harm by getting into, into the Europa League. I mean, the thing is, the reality is, where Everton are now, I think it's a great season if they finish within a Europa League place. I think it's a great season for them if that happens. At least they're in Europe and it kind of shows progress that they're competing again. I think it's a great move for Everton fans that they can be steered towards Europe again. I mean, Everton deserve to be there. They're a club that used to be involved there. Yes, the stadium has been holding them back for a long time financially, but ultimately I think it's it's Everton's biggest ambition to be involved in the Champions League I can't wait to see the recruitment at Everton this summer. Everton have to recruit well. They have to improve in midfield. They have to add one more wide player. They have to provide a striker that can guarantee them 25 goals a season. Most likely a centre back and even a right back. You know, is Sadibe good enough going forward long term? I don't think so Is Bernard good enough To play on the left hand side of a, of a front three Yeah But I prefer him As a number 10 um, Defensive midfield Who's going to replace Idrissa Gay Is Morgan Schneiderlin Good enough In defensive midfield You know Michael Keane And Yeri Mina are, are, are they good enough As a partnership You know These are all questions That that Carlo Echolotti has to, has to answer In the summer You know I think He's coming in At, at the half points Of the season And I guarantee you He's already sniffed out who he wants to be in his first 11 next year and who needs to be shifted on in the summer. I guarantee you. I guarantee you he knows exactly who he wants in the summer and who needs to be shipped out. So Everton fans, I hope you guys are excited. It's a very exciting time for your club. Hope you guys are all great. And uh, yeah, just enjoy this roller coaster that you guys are on. So what do you guys think? Will Everton make a, a European place? Will they be in the Europa League? Will they be in the Champions League? Where will Everton be? So, guys, Everton fans, look after yourselves. Have the best one. This is your boy Ryan Leaf on the Tugout Podcast. Have the best week.